Welcome to the Hot Mess Bible Club. Today our message is when God says no. Uh, we love yeses and we love comfort and we love uh, to be affirmed, but sometimes God says no. A friend of mine was telling me a story recently about his granddaughter. Uh, his granddaughter was a stubborn child, beautiful little girl, about three years old. And she wanted to touch the hot stove, and he told her, "No, don't you can't touch the hot stove. It's hot. It'll hurt you. It'll hurt your uh, finger." And she stood there and stared at him, moving her finger towards the hot stove. And he uh, just kept telling her. He said, hey, "Don't touch the stove. It's hot." And eventually, she touched it, and he <laughs> she went to screaming and hollering and crying. And of course, he took her over and loved her and bandaged her finger and put some antibiotic cream on it and wrapped it up and made her feel better. But the bottom line is he sat he sat with her when she got over being so upset over touching the hot stove and he told her, he said, Honey, I don't tell you no because I want to keep you from having fun or having doing something good. I tell you no because I don't want you to get hurt or to hurt somebody else. <clears throat> How many times does God tell us no? How many times in the Bible has he said no to things that our culture says yes to? Uh, whether it be sexual immorality or uh, cussing or whatever it is. Um, in our culture these days, it's pretty much anything goes that makes you feel good that you want to do. But... Uh, well, I'll tell this. A uh, friend of mine, we were, they were having a discussion about homosexuality in Sunday school. This was years ago in the Methodist church where they were having the, we've been having the controversies with the homosexual leadership. And they were asking me what my opinion was on homosexuality and leadership in the church and this, that, and the other. And I said simply that I don't get, a, I don't get an opinion. God has already spoken clearly on what he feels about homosexuality and that it's a form of sexual immorality and it's uh, against his will. So that's the end of it. I don't, I don't understand how we can continue to fight against God and call ourselves the church. I just don't understand that. Um, I think there's some point where when we get away from biblical leadership, then we either have to do like Martin Luther and become the leaders ourselves and follow God. And anybody that wants to follow us can follow God with us. But these church leaders that are walking away from God and walking away from the Word of God and His instruction uh, to their own demise. There's a passage in Ezekiel 33. Uh, it's called The Watchman. And there's this watchman on the wall, and God's telling his prophet Ezekiel the, the, the watchman uh, story. And, and God is explaining to Ezekiel that if the watchman sees danger coming and sounds his trumpet, the alarm, if he sounds his trumpet, then, the, then whatever happens to the people in, in the attack, that blood is on their heads. Uh, it's not his responsibility. He did his job. He warned them about the coming danger. But if he sees danger coming and doesn't warn the people 
and they get hurt, then their blood is on his head, the watchman's head, because he had the ability to warn them, and he did not. And that is so that so personifies or illustrates what we've got going on today in our culture. We've got uh, people who have homosexual tendencies or other forms of sexual immorality or greed that are coming to church leaders and talking about these problems and the church leaders are leaving them in their immorality, uh, leaving them in their sin. They're not telling them that they need to repent. They're telling them that they're okay. And what God says in the Ezekiel 33 Watchman passage is that when we tell somebody that they're okay and they're in danger, in spiritual danger, and God has definitely uh, put sexual immorality at the top of the list of being uh, deadly sins that can cause eternal separation from him. So why are, why are, why do we have church leaders? Why is this a controversy? I, I don't understand. From Genesis to Revelation, uh, all sin is clearly defined, and God clearly defines the penalties for it. Uh, he does it himself in his own words, and he does it through Moses, and he does it through Paul, and he does it through Jesus. Jesus said, those who love me obey me. Those who do not love me do not obey me. Well, you think, some people think of Jesus as just being a New Testament God. Jesus is not just a New Testament God. He, he tells you in the New Testament that before Abraham was I, and that uh, in the beginning was the Word, and nothing was made without the Word. Jesus is the Word, and he gave the Word to Moses. He gave the Word to Ezekiel, Daniel, Jeremiah. He is God. When he says, those who love me, obey me, he's talking about obeys his will that he set down in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And all the sins are clearly defined as sins anyway. But sin is not what sends you to hell. Sin is a symptom of a broken relationship with God. What sends us to hell is a broken relationship with God. We're separated from God because we don't want to follow Him. We don't want to obey Him. In the famous passage, John three sixteen, for God so much, for God so loved all the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believeth in Him. The word "believeth" is pistuo in the Greek, and it means to adhere to, to follow, to cling to to depend on, to rely on. Um, is that how your relationship with Jesus is? Or is Jesus more of a back pocket God for you that you pull out or you call on him when things are going bad? But do you follow him every day? Do you search his words and see how it is that you can please him, see what he likes and what he doesn't like? What What is... What is my relationship with Jesus? What is your relationship with Jesus? I, I just want us to think about what we're thinking about. Anyway, that's all for today. I'm still a hot mess, and I'm sure you are too. Uh, but all we can do is pray and love God and read the Word and move closer to Him. I love you. Our Father who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I love you. Have a wonderful day.